Welcome to the Restless Midlifer podcast, helping you get life back on your terms and recapture that spirit of adventure. Hi and welcome to episode 42 and this is a bonus episode, an interview and I was delighted to be joined by my two CrossFit trainers and owners of CrossFit Tiller Training, John Lee and Michael. Now in this episode we don't just explore CrossFit so don't worry, we dive into the the subject of getting started, getting back to this concept of Am I too old to start reclaiming and reshaping my health? And the reason that I've asked these two chaps in is because they not only are excellent in the CrossFit field in terms of their skills and their training abilities, but they have a great former background in working with people who have a history of medical conditions from from the the you know the moderate to the severe, including um, pre and post transplant, uh, cancer recovery, and significant surgery. Those kinds of things, and their insight and expertise, I think, is so relevant to us as restless midlifers. To those of us who we may be in that position, or we may not, but we are questioning: Is my best behind me? Have I missed the boat? Is it too late for me? And the answer is no. That's the short answer. But join the interview because they share some insights, some tips, some food for thought, and some some approaches as well. So on with the pod. Yeah, I'm Mick, obviously one of the owners of CrossFit Taylor Training. Um, had the had the business for about eight years now, but we've done various different things for, for exercise and for for health as well. So before we went full time in CrossFit, we used to work. For the council and that was um, funded by the NHS and it was GP referral to get people back into exercise um, for health, health, physical and sort of mental well-being as well. Yeah, and that's something I want to pick up on as we go through because I just for, I'll explain the reasons in shortly. But I think that's, it, it gives for me a lot of credibility around the work that you do in the CrossFit gym as well that I've seen as well. So, John, what yourself? Yeah, I'm John, a co-owned CrossFit Taylor trainer with Mick. Um, sounds a bit cheesy, Taylor trainer, but because of our background, we've we've done a lot of work with uh, loads of different people, ages, abilities. Um, so we thought Taylor training fit fit the bill really. So anyone can exercise at any age or any experience. So that's something we've always wanted to do. Uh, we've been doing this for the last twenty years, but our own business for the last eight yeah. nine years so it's trying to like make it appeal for everybody yeah yeah i think that's the thing it's, it's the everybody bit before we get into that what what's what's the score with crossfit what's it all about what's the philosophy because i think i talk about it i mentioned bits and pieces but i've never really gone in because i'm not really qualified to do that i'm just a i'm a person on the other on the receiving end of some of those horrible words we sort of critique them as well a little bit and, and sort of suffer the pain. Um, but yeah, the, the the sort of reason why people love CrossFit, I think it's the main thing is the community, what what you bring. So you, a lot of people come to the area new and then the, the, they come to the box or the gym and then they'll meet new people. So it's a bit different to uh, another gym where you would go, you put your headphones in yeah. and you would not really speak to anyone and then leave and not even talk to anyone where we know every member by first name terms and they get to know other people. And we do like social events. Like um, at the weekend, we had a snowboarding session mm. with some of the coaches and uh, instructors. So then they put on a, a snowboarding session and then they went for a, 
a bit bitery and stuff after. So it's that bit that I think is the main bit, mm. as well as obviously the exercise. But that buys people in; they're coming back, and, and that's the enjoyment, the social interaction that um, a lot of people are, are looking for and, and mm. wanting, especially after COVID. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's face it. I mean, everybody knows we need exercise to to some extent, but. When you go to a normal gym or you do your own little program, it can get a bit boring where you're on your own. Like Mick said there, just echo what you said there, um, the community aspects and the social aspect is a very important thing in anything in life. Mm. Um, because as, obviously as we get older, yeah, your social network gets a little smaller uh, and this just helps expand that a little bit. Yeah. But to answer your question, what CrossFit is, it's, uh, it's actually... Constantly varied movements or, or themes, so it's never the same. It keeps everybody guessing. No one has a clue what it's going to be, mm. unless we give you the programme if we're nice enough that week. <laughs> um, so it's constantly varied, and it's functional movement. So it's things you will do without even thinking through the day, so picking objects or walking up the stairs. It gets you prepared for the movements away from the gym. Anyone can be good in a gym, but the, the most powerful thing is being good and more um, functional away from the gyms because without this, like life's a little harder when you're experiencing pain, etc. Yeah. And it's all performed at high intensity, which sounds quite frightening when you hear performed at high intensity, but everybody's different and they've got their own intensity, yeah. the section of intensity. So it's understanding the movement pattern. Do you move properly? Do you know what that what your level is? And then you perform your version of high intensity yeah. where people get lost off is like a rocky movie where you're full send with some skips uh-huh. or so it's just basically trying to understand yourself and, and obviously the community around you helps build that a little bit. Yeah. I think just on a note of the community, when I came to CrossFit, I'd, I'd heard about it but didn't really know a lot about it. And I thought, I like the idea of mixing it. It has a bit of Olympic lifting. And I used to do that when I was 16. You know, that, that's what brought me to it. And I thought, well, I don't, you know, I never even thought about community, to be fair. I just thought, I'll just do it because I need to get fit. But that's what kept me, you know, you come for the dream and stay for the community. I don't know if I'm, you know, whether that's a bit of cliche, but I think it is, especially over lockdown. I mean, the video Zooms and that were yeah. critical. Yeah, everyone like had a different sort of, feeling from COVID and stuff like that. So some people were were really struggling with the mental health. Some people yeah. struggling with motivation to just do something, just go for a walk or something like that. So um, we were we were trying to message as many as we can and then post um, workouts of the day and things like that just to keep everyone going. But it sort of kept us going as well because mm. we, we're used to being around a lot of people. Like every hour we're getting another sort of 16 people in. Where then we've got we've got no one, and um, so it was sort of keeping us busy in 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 the right sort of frame of mind for it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the main thing we're in lockdown, uh, which we've always been a believer anyway, that, that the three little circles are biosocial. So the hardest bit was when that social element was taken away. So everyone getting together in the gym or going up. Uh, for a meal or meeting friends when that was taken away mental health gets adjusted so it affects you psychologically which then affects you biologically so you had some people who kept up with the exercise you had some people who motivation was just gone mm-hmm. because of the community things not there mm-hmm. and it, it all has a knock-on effect that was a big thing we'd learned especially off the first one i think we learned more from the first one the first lockdown 
um, that the community is a big, big thing. Mm. People were struggling purely, like we've said, not seeing groups of people and things. So it's it's amazing what talking to someone can can have with your motivation, which then affects your exercise or your choices of food or, or whatever that may be. Mm. Um, it's quite powerful when you when you really sit down and think about it, but it's it's quite a, a limited yeah, yeah. I something even even now where you can relate that, like even if you've got a knee pain or injury or something like that, then how it can then affect you going out for a walk or mm. and then oh I normally used to go dog walking and now I can't do because I've got knee pain and then you meet up with so many people on that walk and then it's that social sort of little chat that people will miss. Um, so there's numerous ways of how it can knock on to your mood and how you're feeling and yeah, exercise that you're doing. Yeah. I remember you did a video, didn't you, early on yeah. around the biocycle social model. And just, just for listeners, that, that's that, the three, I, I see it like a, almost like a three-legged stool. Yeah. You know, you've got the biological, which is your physical. I mean, you correct me if you want, because you, you would kind of explain it really well. Then psychological is your mindset, your mood, your emotions. And then the social is social interaction. It's everything from a couple with a mate to a conversation with a loved one to the community yeah. and the things people you bump into on a dog walk. And if you if you remove one, which is what the lockdown did, effectively, you know, it took that one stick leg away. That's a massive impact, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty much what everyone's struggling with at the moment. If, if you think of... Uh, there's still people scared now with all that. Yes, yeah. Right. mentioned cool, yeah. But there's still people scared because of the perception of the psychological fear of doing something. Because socially, we were told, can't do that. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. So psychologically, now it's built up a bit of a fear, which, as a human being, to deal with any of these, we do something biologically. That could be exercise. It could be yeah. drinking. It could be certain food, drugs. As a human, we do something to, to bring our stress level down biologically. And these are quite powerful as in, um, so I want a bit deeper here. Sorry. Go for it. But these, but these will have an effect on that. And this is where things like a community or a exercise session or something like that is very, very powerful. But when you take away, uh, which COVID did take away that community element, which we learned was like a massive part. We always, obviously, our focus, we do the biological side, we do the fitness, we do the... Mm. But when you take that away, it affects the other two anyway. Oh, so right. it's, it's, it is... Trying to get someone in or someone to buy in a section, even if it's in the house. It was... Everyone was different. But, yeah. Um, it was amazing how it sort of transcended that loads of people doing Zooms themselves. Yeah. Like, just to sort of make them accountable or something as well. Um, and then that was their little group of people in a big group sort of thing um, and then it was just bringing them all back into the gym when we could really yeah. you know this thing about what you do something to affect the psychological and the, the well, social to an extent you know you try I often think of the phrase you you, you, you it, it's better to act your way to feeling differently or thinking differently than to think try to think your way to, to thinking differently or, you know, doing something makes a difference, doesn't it? And a positive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's times when my head's done in sitting in front of the computer or something like that. And the best thing I can do is just get outside and go for a walk or do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But that's like magnified it. That lockdown period magnified that process, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it was. It was just massive. You, you don't realise the, the little things that you, you sort of need in your life to, like, yeah. 
keep you keep you going and things like that. But I, I think the simplest thing is just getting out for a walk. Mm. Um, some of the time, just to get a bit of fresh air and just a bit of exercise, even mm. when it's light, just to it's you get the, the sort of dopamine yeah. response and things like that, and then that could just then build on something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a start, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's your yeah. first step to who knows where it leads to. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, you do feel better when you, like, like you say, when, when you start something, you, you do a lot of thinking achievement, isn't it? It's like yeah. a box ticked. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing, because I, I know, you know, having spoken to a good few of uh, listeners and people who've sort of signed up with my newsletter and what have you recently, um, and my own experience when turning 45 and a child on the way thinking i'll be 66 when she turns 20 when i when she turns 21 this feeling sometimes you can fall into these habits of thinking i'm getting too old too or oh, i've got this ache and, and you start to get a little bit more nervy and protective of yourself and uh, don't get me wrong there's a few people that i've spoken to who who they have some significant men- medical issues and some medication issues um and moving into older years there is that um challenge of you know if perhaps have let the physical side drift or drop, or it's not been there in the first place, because for some of us it was, you know, I always say I was consistently inconsistent with a lot of the things. But like getting over those things and how do you start? This is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because of your background and the work you do now is, I mean, you work with lots of people who are managing medical issues, juggling all sorts. Do you want to tell us a bit about that work? Just give us a flavour of it. Because the big thing is for me as a, as a restless midlifer is to challenge the things like, oh, I'm too old for this or I'm too old too. And to really start thinking you're never too old and you can, you know, you really can. Yeah. I mean, we've got a class called CrossFit Life Class, um, which the, the target is uh, for people over 55. Now that we could take younger in that, we have got a younger gentleman in that. Uh, the reason we put that on is to break down the barrier of that 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 age thing. I'm too old to be exercising. What what's the point? Why do I need to do it now? I'm I'm already broke, etc. Mm. So it was to take that down. We have people in the class with numerous different medical issues or or physical issues, um, ranging from an orthopedic issue to heart cancers, uh, liver issues. So we we got in. Different people, different ages. I think the oldest one was in the 80s who we had in a gentleman come in and you never think he was a day over 60. Um, but the group was grouped together and they're doing things that they never thought they could do. Mm. Um, like we're a year and a half, two years down the line, maybe three years down the line with them, or some of them. And they're doing things, for example, we had a lad who was on a referral programme before we did the business who actually looked us up and followed us into this new CrossFit Life class. He now cycles 40, 50 miles a week. He, he now does running. Uh, the lad's 66 year old and this, he had a heart attack about six years ago and now he's got a new lease of life. Um, two stone light and he's doing all these things that a, a young 21 year old couldn't probably do. <laughs> um, it's just inspiring a gentleman like that. Yeah. I think I know who you mean in, in years. <laughs> but I mean, it's right because there's a mutual, obviously, uh, gentleman who goes there who I've known for a few years through business uh, who following a transplant, you know, which, which, you know, I guess in my head, as you think, that's that's just like, whoa, massive, you know, what medication must you be on after? What 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 is going on there? <clears throat> and then to move, and I, I know he's made some 
amazing transformations. Yeah, he's he's Hagi Kim from the reform program as well, a little bit with John um, in Washington. Um, and then it's just he, he finished that, and then sometimes they have a 12 week program with that, and then it's like, what's up? What's next? And this right. thing that could be something for the people that have completed that because it's it's they sort of left a little bit, or they right. just end up coming round and round. But um, he he just carried on, same as uh, that other chap we were talking about. Um, and yeah, he's had his liver transplant, and like it's it's sort of sort of no rejections by it, and he's he's went from strength to strength. And he again is he's out on the bike and, and like, covering yeah. some covering some distance. So yeah, yeah it's um, it's amazing just where you can start and where that journey can take you. Um, yeah. It's it's the hardest bit is getting started and probably coming in or starting that day. Um, I mean, his motivation at the time was he had to lose weight and get fit to get his life-saving operation. So that was his, it was a, yeah. obviously he's a big motivation. So he, he got that, he lost about four or five stone, um, got the operation, and now he's stopped because they're that happy with him and they've just discharged him from that. But he's due to have a knee operation, but because he's that fit, he can actually have the operation, which it, it's been hindering for, right. for a long, long time. Due to lifestyle choice, choices he made before, but now, I mean, late 60s? Mid sixties, late sixties. Mm. So, because of the the power of exercise, and then he's kept it going, and he's made new friends, etc. Now he's actually fit enough for the surgery, which we don't look at like we take for granted that oh, it'll be fixed. But the harsh reality is, if you're not healthy enough and fit enough, you won't be fixed. So it's it's yeah. making that step. So for him, obviously, it was a powerful motivation. Um, for him to have done that, uh, but it frightened him because when he retired, he wouldn't be with his wife. So it's, it's, it's like quite a yeah. thing he had to do. Like, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Isn't it? It's like how do we tap into those motivators? Because there could also be things that could almost reinforce or defeat you if you're not. You know, I can't speak for him, but I know from my point of view, I was thinking, "Geez, I don't want to be you know 66 and not able to get up and lift." You know, celebrate 21st birthday for Rosie. You know that kind of yeah. feeling, and it was a wake up call. <laughs> You know, I mean, I wasn't in a bad, but my habits, my day-to-day lifestyle was, you know, I was working full-time in a business and just juggling at the time. Uh, well, no, I'd just left the police. So it was like almost on the verge of burnout constantly and just not looking after myself. I think it's trying to spot them. Sometimes, sometimes when you're in it, you don't really realise it until no. you step away or you have that little bit of time. So um, it's it's thinking about everything, like nutrition or exercise or anything. Like how often do you think about it? Or is it just something I always do? It's like you know, creatures that have it in the world. Mm. It's like when you come in from the house, where do you put your keys? Yeah. You know, normally put them in the same place. Um, and that'll go through, like, when you're, when you're hungry, what sort of type of food do you go for? Or what exercise do you normally do? And mm. do you do the normal walk route or the normal run route? And it's trying to break them habits a little bit. Right, yeah. Um, but everyone will have different different challenges and uh, how they're going to face them and some people might pull away from them Yeah, um, and that's where you need the sort of support network to sort of keep you on track or that's mm. why we always mention like trying to be accountable to someone or yeah. something and it, it, it does help because mm. it's like if I'm, if I'm telling you this I'm at, it's out there and I'm going to have to do it because I've told people I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it um, or if you just have it to yourself might, you might not do it yeah yeah 
Yeah. Oh, well, it's everyone's different now. They're gonna work as soon as just whatever works for you. Yeah, and I suppose it's finding that, isn't it? So, you know, thinking about those listeners who, you know, maybe, you know, may have had their fitness in time, or they've let it go a little bit, or they they really are starting to feel the years. Um, where would where would they start? What what's good advice for them in terms of just getting started? Because it, it, I can imagine it feel, you know, just from my own experience, it was a bit scary. It was also like, how have you let yourself get here, man? Come on, you know that self. You defeating yourself, so or beating yourself up. So, what what would your advice be to start? I mean, the, the biggest thing is why. Why do they want to change? Um, when you get an understanding of why you want to change, so drawing up the pros and the cons, so like really drilling down in there. If you didn't change, if you kept doing everything you're doing now, in five years, where could you see yourself in five years if you didn't change anything? Now, if that in five years was okay, you're not going to change, you know, you <laughs> want to change, so what's the point? You know you've got doctors and you've got fitness professionals and you've got people going, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, but you already know that, it's patronising for someone to say, oh, you need to exercise, you already know that. Mm. Why? Why do you want to exercise? Not why they're telling you, did you know you're going to get high blood pressure? Did you know you're going to get high blood yeah, yeah, yeah. You know all this, but for you, how is it going to affect you? Things like you said, uh, yourself, Dave, when yeah, when the burn's 21, am I going to be able to lift things up? So you've already visualised not being able to do something. So mm. straight away, that's a motivation alone. Mm. Uh, so you've got like a big five, ten year, you could even have a little one. So if I don't do anything six months, or if, if weight was the issue, I'm going to gain weight. If I gain weight, what, what does that mean? My knees might hurt more. What does that mean for your mental health? Um, or I might feel that I'll, I'll eat more because it makes me feel a little bit better. Then I feel horrible. So it's like a little circle. Yeah. And then then what? So it's looking, then what? Then what? So you're really drilling down on a simple little thing like going for a walk. Why do you need to go for a walk if you look at the bigger picture? Uh, rather than just thinking, I just need to go mm. and get a bit of a spell on it. You need to know the why yeah. for you personally, not what the world's telling you, for you personally, really drill down on that. Because we all have our own belief. Yeah, right. and it is patronising when someone goes, "You need to do this." <laughs> your little, you don't listen to you. Your little chimp inside you from what's whatever. <laughs> so you end up doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't hear it as much. I think it's when you when we do little, we used to do more little one to ones and little sort of conversations like that, and and draw it down and like write down things as well. Then you start really sort of thinking about it, um, and I think it's having that stop and think. And if you don't do that, yeah, you just you just you're not changing. You're just doing the same. Um, That's a really good point because how full on is life for most of us? You know, you you know you can fill it with food, work, drink, just commitments, saying yes to everything. And if you don't just give yourself a little bit of space, think, well, what about me? In that bit. Quick reminder to join the fledgling Restless Midlifer community and to receive early access to the discounted Readventure Program Academy and to sign up to the free regular updates, tips, tools, and strategies to help you regroup, reshape, and redesign your own midlife adventure. Head over to the restlessmidlifer.com. Um, Something of that grind, I think, when you were the police there, it sounded like what you were doing, you were just saying mm. that um, if life's busy and things like that, you're just trying to sort of spinning plates yeah, yeah. Um, and you haven't got any time to yourself to sort of sort of manage it all yeah 
And I think, you know, one of the things is about like, well, what is, where are you at? And is this what you want? Because obviously, like for me, I was in the police and I was going down career path and it wasn't me. And obviously giving yourself permission to think, well, what else could I do is a, is a, is a big thing for some people. But within that, I often think that the health side is, it's a great starting point because once you, if you start on that journey, you can see what you can do, what you're capable of, you can see the improvements and it gives you more confidence and, and positivity. Well, it does definitely. We get, we get a few people for like the CrossFit life who's in the same sort of mindset of like, oh, I, I don't think I'll be able to do it. So sometimes they just come down and view the session, view the session, speak to <laughs> us sort of coaches and see how we're we sort of tailor it to suit them. So we'll sort of point out a few people doing something slightly different and that might be because of the knee or the shoulder or whatever. Um, and then they still get a workout and they still do it all together. And a lot of them, 100% guarantee, will just come for that social bit as well, yeah. as well as the exercise. Yeah. Um, so it's taking sort of two boxes, but they have a bit of a laugh. We'll put some like music on and it's amazing how many people start dancing rather than actually doing the workout <laughs> yeah, yeah. the person's resting at work and you're resting and they're just dancing you know it's like it's workout but yeah it's 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 good like um i think it's that i think it's that's that keeps them coming back and then the exercise is just another tick of the box i mean we hear a lot of people saying i'll never be able to do that and it's it's I'll never be able to keep up. But if you really magnify a class that we do, everyone's doing something slightly different anyway. But as a new starter coming in, you see them being elite or yeah. at another level. You don't see that uh, such and such in the corner there is going, <clears throat> going like half the, the squat depth. Now I'm over there using a lighter weight. The person over there is only doing three reps instead of six. Yeah. Like they don't see all the little critiques that we've done to make it individualised yeah. for that person. But... It's understandable. It's scary changes. A scary thing, also. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's not comparing yourself to others because it, you know, you you've got a, um, a sign up on on one of the walls where it's park your ego up or leave your ego at the door, and it's easier said than done. But part of that is that's true, isn't it? Because you go in there and you see people who are just phenomenal athletes, uh, but you're not competing against them. You, you you're just looking for the incremental improvements in yourself, and that's where over time. Yeah. the changes yeah. are really made it's hard to adapt to that especially male tends we, we all tend to be a girl where she's lifting that look at that young kid over there they're lifting that and then in your head what's wrong boy so it is hard once you get your head around that it, it does make the journey a little bit easier yeah. um, but it is challenging when you initially start yeah. I think it's I think it's like this it's, it's like yeah. different like, like, you you get that feeling when you go in and you see people lifting weights, but I don't know if you go to a running club and then you'd see people running a lot faster. It's like sometimes it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Doing it for years and years and years, yeah. and you're just coming to your first session. Yeah. You shouldn't be really running as fast as them, but with weights, it sometimes feels like yeah, they're lifting. Like, I should be able to lift it. Yeah, yeah. I said, but there's, there's loads of little sort of cues they need and technique, and then it's just the the, the strength and doing that as well yeah and that's the thing it's recognizing isn't it that um like there's this thing about your muscle develops quicker than you than your joints and things like that and you've got to just be patient haven't you yeah. with it and i'm still like 21 in my head yeah. even though my body's not quite there <laughs> <Yeah. a lot. laughs> yes. but um but i think that's the thing isn't it so if if like if somebody was sort of thinking you know 
there are things I want to do, you know, maybe I need to manage a bit of stress here. I do want to look at what I'm doing with my life in terms of direction. But making some start in the, in the health side is a, is a good place for me. I think for many of us start to get those wins. What what advice would you say? Because not everybody can come to CrossFit Taylor Train, although I do recommend it if you can, obviously. But like, it, what would they be, what would they, their first point of call be? What, where would they start? And if they were looking at something like CrossFit or gym or whatever, what, what would be the right things to look for and things to watch out for as avoid? Do you know what I mean? You know, in terms of some of the things that perhaps the gong ho types type of stuff that you see. Yeah. I think if you, you can obviously look up like all the CrossFit gyms on CrossFit.com and you can go to the affiliate map and, and have them there and then it, it might be just even just popping in, just in a range of time to go in, you get a feel for the place. Um like everywhere is slightly different. Whether they do a class that will suit you or if you're happy enough just going into the, the general sort of CrossFit facility, but just speak to them, get a feel for it. Um, like I think the big thing is, is John's like almost like have a bit of time with yourself to then realise the why. Um, mm. What's what's your goal really? What's your motivation? Um, why are you going to stick to it? Um, and I don't know, I don't know. there's loads of little uh, not not just to push the CrossFit side of things. There's loads of little community centres out there that have little gems of classes, mm. and they're pretty cheap. Yeah. So there's um, so if you're just starting off and you have like health issues, they'll give you because the classes will be quieter, so they'll give you a bit more attention. Mm. But um, I, I mean, I don't know how far this goes out where down the country it goes, but th- there is help with GP referral programs out there, right? That you can be referred, which right. sometimes just it holds your hand a little bit. You're going to be with someone. And that might be a start for you. Yeah. Um, there's walk groups, there's running clubs, there's there's cycling clubs. There is things out there. You've just got to basically the want to the why to, to actually look for them. Mm. Um, th- there's little gems out there. Like a lot of people go to, I can't really name the different types of stuff, but like, oh, do the six-week program or this eight-week mm. program. The, destruct- the, the destruction of them long-term is... Is pretty bad. Like oh. less is more, yeah. not more is more. Because um, sometimes that can send you the other way. Yeah, you lose a bit of weight for six weeks. You're pretty much starving yourself and pushing yourself in the ground. If you think of the, the psychological side of it, it actually adds to more stress. So you're stressing your body out, you're stressing your head out, and then after that six week, then what? Yeah. So you haven't actually made a start. You've got to start again. So my advice would be start really small with a club. Um, like a little club, and they're like, like two to five pound a session. They are um, just start smaller little mm. community thing, and then it might build into something else. You yeah. might end up leaving that and then go to something, have the confidence to then try CrossFit or then try a gym or, or whatever it may be. But uh, less is more, definitely. Yeah. So, get it on your head. I want to be able to run a half marathon. You need to get off the set eight first and go for a walk. How do you feel off that? Build that in your, yeah. your life. Yeah, that's that's such a good point because uh, I think one of the things I often say is, by all means, have the big goal. So for me, the sixty-six target is to be fitter then than I was at forty-five. Bar was low, so you know. But um, you know, but uh, you know, I kind of that's the direction of travel for me. Um, but then setting yourself some interim, shorter-term things to fix on, and making sure that those things, like you say, aren't going to burn you out or break you in the process. Because you're right. You, yeah, and and the other thing is, if you're already like playing around with that edge of burnout, 
and you chuck in some more stresses, physical stresses, you're adding to the, the cumulative load of stresses, aren't you, as much as you are there. So I love that idea, just back down and look at, not back down, but like look at that. I mean, I started with Couch to 5K, you know, and that was like a good little start to get me into back into feeling like, oh, I can, you know, I'm not past it, you know. And that's it. You end up getting that. What's the point? Up there, yeah, and yeah. And then just, oh, what's the point? And then you spirals down there. But it reinforces the stories, doesn't it? That you you're already probably telling yourself, oh, "I'm past it on this." Look, look what happened here. I've tried that, and you see all these six week plan this, that, and the other. And you know, well, what's wrong with me? Because it doesn't work for me. Or well, it's been destructive. Because it digs into that little core beliefs. A lot of harm that I'm not good enough. Aye, aye. And it's just like. <laughs> Motivations, you're not going to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just sometimes just a weekly goal could be like, right, I'm going to do three walks in a week. Yeah. Or something, something as little as that to get you started. And then it's like almost taking them off. Yeah. Knowing that you've done them. And then, right, what can I do next week? Right, I might do one small one and two walks. Something as small as that. But then it can, you can see how it can start building up and it'll build your confidence. Yeah. Um, and that's where, where it starts, really, and then see where you're at. I'm starting that gentleman we were talking about before that, that, that you, you'd work with. He started off with two sessions a week, but he was referred to the program. He started with two sessions a week, and his exercise session was 15 minutes. Yeah. That's it. He came into a gym for 15 minutes, but it was a GP referral program, so obviously it's a little cheaper. But 15 minutes was his session, and then he went home. So in that week, he did half an hour. Yeah. Um, and now he's doing something pretty much every day on his bike. He's yeah. cycled like 30, 40 miles. He, he does two of the CrossFit Life classes. Uh, he goes for walks with his wife. It's, we're talking six years down the line now, mm. but he started off with two 15-minute yeah. sessions, yeah. which 15 minutes, if you put that on a rocky ball ball for him, he's not going to... That's because yeah. our perception of exercise yeah. is that, or yeah. PE when you're a kid, they're yeah. going to do cross-country. Yeah. Two fifteen minutes a week is a start, yeah. and now he's moving very, very well yeah. in comparison to that. It's starting the habit, though, you know. Yeah, it's starting the habit of having a programmed or uh, an exercise session in the week, and then it just it just grows. And it wasn't like a massive growth; it was like probably a few minutes yeah. each week. So it's just that progression, like you mentioned before, with the muscles and things. It's just a little, little bit. We just add that little bit on. Yeah. We had to come back to sprouts then for me because that's a sprout-sized habit, isn't it? You start with those small things. And if you just sweat those, take your head off the goal, the end goal, come back to just three times a week or 15 minutes. Just do that and sweat those sprouts. Sweat that. Don't worry about that. You're moving in that direction. And then you build, can't you? And, you can, and that's the beauty of it because you, there's a – I'm going to butcher the quote, but I don't know if it's Tony Robbins says. We, we – overestimate what we can achieve in a year and underestimate what we can achieve in 10 years. And I think that's right. We put so much pressure on it. I must get all of this done yeah. in the next three months. And actually, if we just slow down, you do get there and you get faster and you get better and all of that over time. And um, we've, me and John's done workouts over like CrossFit and you always feel the same at the end of the workout. <laughs> but this is why we record the times and things like that because then we look back at the time we're like, oh, we're actually not two minutes off or a minute off or something off the time and you're like oh that, that makes us feel better because I've I know I'm, my fitness is improving yeah. where I, you always feel the same at the end of that, <laughs> right. that because you, you, you're moving at that intensity um, 
but then that makes you feel better and like, oh, at least I'm moving in the right direction with that. So then recording is, is a good tool because you can reflect on it. Sometimes you just feel like, you, like you said, you're just going and going and going and going. I'm not getting anywhere and then having that little recorder he's done and then just reflect really hell I have yeah, yeah. actually step forward yeah. but because you know, your lifestyle at the moment is 100 mile an hour yeah. you don't get that time to just stop have a little look where you've come and then keep I don't know why I'm looking at the wall <laughs> it's a nice wall but just to, to give you an idea of like, I can't remember when I first started that's what I do and now look what I'm doing but you, somehow most of the time you're still thinking about that over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a million miles away still, yeah. See, that's the thing, isn't it? Because the times that I've been all or nothing in, in, in the past, well, still I'm catching myself from it, being all or nothing, I'll go, right, I'm going to. Yeah. And then I spend all my time, well, first few days or even a week if I'm lucky, flat out, but I'm still looking at how far away I am. Yeah. Burn myself out and think, oh, so far away but actually you come back to just the habits the sprout sized habits and sweat those yeah. and and look back and track i love that idea of tracking it's something that i'm only starting to get to grips with myself in a in a more consistent way using um box made isn't it the app on there just because you you kind of know right i might not do that for another year but i'll have a look at that in a year's time and just move forward so you can always just see the progression yeah you do what's the um just just sort of because just on the crossfit thing um one of the things I love about it is you go in and you don't have to think about what you're doing. It's on the board and you do it. <laughs> as, you know, as you look at it sometimes, like, but you do it and you feel great afterwards. But there's a lot of thought goes into that. And there's, I was looking actually this morning, the, the, obviously the, the 10 areas that are there that you call Because I think this is important. You talk about functional fitness, but what do you actually mean by that? For somebody who is, you know, wanted to protect their health, their functionality, you know, ability to, to get you know, get up the floor, kneel down, all that kind of thing. What are the areas that you... There's the seven fundamental movements and there's ten domains of fitness. So the seven fundamental movements, the human body does, we all do them, is a push, a pull, squat, a lunge, a yep. hip hinge or deadlift, it's known in the CrossFit world, locomotion, so we're going for a walk, moving off the spot, and a twist. Right. So the human body does them seven things. Right. So if you're not challenging them on a regular basis, you lose it. You don't use it, you lose it. Right. So I'll program when we think towards these seven things. And then the 10 domains of fitness. So you've got four neurological fitness, which are the things that tend to disappear when you're drunk, which is your coordination, right. agility, um, balance, and accuracy. So you've had a couple of drinks. The more you have a drink, you start losing your balance, your coordination. You think yeah. you can dance, but actually there's someone front of you uh, and then you've got another four, which is the biological uh, domains of fitness. So you've got, these are the things that you'll see change. So you've got stamina, but stamina could be moving a weight. It could be running. It could be cycling. It, it doesn't always have to be some cardio. You've, there, you've got your cardio endurance. That's another one. Flexibility and strength. Mm. So you'll see, these are the buzzwords you'll see in a gym that change like that. Yeah. So within a couple of weeks, you'll start to see a little bit of a change in them. You'll feel better. And then you've got your two in the middle, which is power and speed. Mm. This is more of a strength and conditioning thing. But to get power and speed more efficient, the other eight need to be in, in the play with that. So if you our programming, we try to take all of them. Right. If you think of a bog standard gym program, it tends to be a treadmill, mm. maybe a bike or two. Five seam machines as well. Press yeah. the weight. If you think of you break all that down. In the tender means of fitness, you're probably taking two or three of them and you're doing that regular. What happens to the rest of them? 
So where like, our programming, our thought processes come in, we try to take all them throughout the week. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every session is going to take all of them, but throughout the week and the month, they all get ticked. Yeah. Um, but people don't see that side, yeah, side yeah. of it. Um, that gets quite complicated, but we try to take where you're thinking because yeah. your thinking is, I just want to take it. That's what I love about it. Take it where you're thinking. Uh, uh, I've got enough to think about. Just you together, I'll come and do that. But this is the thing, a couple of things that I, that you pick up, I'm no expert in this area, but like the, the fact that as you get into your 40s onwards, you start to lose muscle mass. Is that? And then one of the predictors of better longevity is your ability to sort of kneel down and pick yourself up, you know, stand up on, on the floor. Is that right? Is it, you know, those are the things that that will tackle as well. Is that? It's, it's even as early as younger, it? younger than that. Yeah, it's, it's that we started deteriorate a little younger than that. Um, so things like, this is why athletes retire mid-30s. Right. They're not as quick. Uh, body breaks down, they get injuries a little bit more. So that does happen, but it, you can slow the process down by keeping active, by moving weights. Um, when I say weights, people's perception is a bigger, massive bar. Yeah. Uh, but Picking the bane off the floor as a weight, yeah. uh, having the ability. There's, there's a very powerful advert that was out yeah. with a kettlebell. Yes, uh, the, 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 old, the granddad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, if you notice, it's just day by day, chip away, chip yeah. away, and everyone's what you're doing. Lifting. The grandchild put the star on the Yeah, that's a brilliant advert. Though. But yeah. The strength and conditioning, and that, that, that's, that's the powerful thing. That's the, the functional movement. Right, yeah. Uh, and then when you catch him, do that's it. That's why as well. That was his motivation. Yeah. That was his why. Yeah. It's a very powerful idea. And that's what the why is. It you know it doesn't necessarily mean I want to you know the why is I want to run the world, run around the world, ten times, whatever it is. You know those are kind of goals that you might set yourself. You know I'm not saying you would set that one, but your why is you know at 66 I want to be able to bend down, squat. I want to move around because I just don't want to be creaking about like. It's yeah. even like forms prevention and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was doing um, I was doing a class yesterday, and we were actually doing we were doing dips with the uh, CrossFit Life class, and I was like, "Why would you need this?" And then I can't remember the, the other comments, but my thought was, people get stuck in the bath sometimes, yeah. So they've got to push themselves up, yeah, to then get out of the bath. Half of them came back were like, "Well, I have a shower, so I don't need to do this." That was just my mum and dad. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was. It was just like we'll try and put them little movements in to prevent injury as well. Yeah. As, oh, okay. um, sort of, sort of gain that, keep that strength, and it's a bone density as well yeah. for the joints and the bones. Um, and that's what you'll get from um, sort of the weights and just movement in general. Mm. Um, Sometimes you've got to ask yourself, like yeah, when you get to a certain age, or sometimes it's not even age. Just as a human being, if you were to fall over. And hurt yourself? Could you drag yourself to the floor? Could mm. you pick yourself up? Yeah. Could you pull yourself over something if you had to? Um, if the answer is no, you are something you need to work on because it can happen any time. You could slip getting out the shower for the ones who <laughs> the shower. Yeah, yeah. Not the bath, but yeah. <laughs> could they drag themselves to a phone or mm. if they've got Alexa? Um, yeah. But it's these little things. Could you actually help yourself get better? Yeah, and then the only way to do that, like, could you actually save your own life? By the because false prevention, that like there was a big research thing years ago when we were working on it. People who fall can't get back up, so they can't contact anyone. They're stuck there, so if mm. you break a hip, 
they're stuck there and, and that's where obviously the worst case scenario death where they can't do anything mm. they're stuck so it, it's little things like that that come back to your independence as well yeah, it's like I want to live in my own house mm. and it's keeping you out of care homes and things like that um, and that's one of the things that will keep you yeah. out of that for as long as you can is keeping yourself moving um, the average life now is in the 80s now years ago 60s was like mm. but it's in the 80s now so when you hit 60s struggle a long way to go do you want it's life quality isn't it not just life length yeah. like the years of life yeah I remember walking in on my grand um, I had the, the privilege of spending the last 10 months with her living with her for the last 10 months of her life and I remember walking in and she'd fallen and she'd been there for an hour and if I hadn't been living with her goodness knows you know and and it's that because I guess there's also that change in knowledge because back then I mean that's what 10, 15, 20 years ago yes we knew a bit about this but it, it's not as widely known now and promoted and whatever and there's not there wasn't there might have been CrossFit back then I don't even know the history but, but you know I don't think it was whereas now we've got these things and if we can just find our little thing whether it is CrossFit whether it's going for a walk joining a group or doing something I think there's something there to reclaim your health for that bigger yeah. picture yeah. it doesn't always have to be things that you see on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube yeah. be the simplest thing that might just start your fitness journey yeah. um, way back to just keeping your health yeah Right. Um, I mean, uh, that's probably a, a great place to to stop for that because I think the thing is, it's it's you can, and you know, the fact is, what's your why? I, I love that exercise. I mean, I did a podcast episode for listeners who may have listened to it. If, what if you don't? Um, when when it was a sprout sweater, and it was really thinking about that. What if you don't make the changes or do what's likely to happen? And that that can feel negative. It's kind of a negative exercise, but it's important because you need to get real, don't you? Yeah. Sometimes people change when they've had a big shock in their life. Um, and everyone's different at what a shock is. Someone might be shocked by, oh, I'm going on blood pressure tablets. Where I've had numerous conversations with people where they're like, oh, well, the doctors give us these blood pressure tablets, but your mum was on them or my dad was on them. And that didn't like give them a shock. But to someone else, it did. Mm. So it's just everyone's got that different yeah. right. trigger. Where it's like, right, I need, uh, I need to put something in action. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant. The thing, I think the upshot is you can. It's never too old, too, and you can. You know, slogans, nothing is impossible. Yeah. Uh, so that's how we're yeah. it to you. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Well, thanks for your time, chaps. Um, do you want to give a shout out to the gym as well? Just, to, just from your point, your your side. You never know. There might be some local listeners who who are motivated to yeah, come along. So, I don't know how long I was end up doing this, I get stitched. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's CrossFit Tail Training. We're just in Washington, uh, near Macro, if you know it. Um, just, just drop us a message and um, we can organise a little walk around or get started. Spot on. Cheers. And we'll get some links and stuff and put them in the show notes. And, um, you know, if, they, if you want to get in touch. And I guess it's just, even if, you know, I'll put some links into National CrossFit and any, I might look and see what links there are around the GP referral. I, I know the different NHS trusts are different, but that can be useful if there's anybody there. Because there's a range. I think there's a, there's people who potentially like me who maybe were just thinking oh, I could have to do something versus somebody who maybe is managing a medical condition. But that mindset, you know, that belief just shifted to what can I do and I can. Yeah, It'd be powerful. Thank you for listening. You will find all show notes, links, and resources mentioned at restlessmidlife.com. 
And why not spread the word? If you know a fellow restless midlifer, share the show and the links. And if you haven't already, subscribe to it in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing, if you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting restlessmidlifer.com forward slash review. It would mean a lot, and I may even give you a shout out in return. And a quick final thanks to my production assistant, Karen North of North VA, for, and for the music, which is called Silver Star, by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers. Check out musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget, you really can live a less stressful, much healthier, and more meaningful midlife. Gory Adventure. <laughs>